<laughs> Hi there, I'm Nicholas Harder. Welcome to Out of Trouble, a podcast for after 10 p.m. Tonight's episode, Responsibility. I'm sitting at my desk where I record the narration for all my episodes, um, shuffling through the papers in my top drawer, which is an absolute mess. Insurance money. Email list. Sign up sheets. Checkout forms. A single letter from my grandma. pipe above her apartment burst uh-huh. Uh-huh. and filled her walls with piss water and collapsed a portion of her ceiling. Oh, good God. Yep. So there these huge bubbles formed on her wall uh-huh. and then popped themselves and uh-huh. it was all sewage oh, piss water. Oh, God, how horrible. And it happened on a Friday and there was a weekend where they had two inches of sewage water in their apartment. <gasps> well, surely they moved out. Yeah, yeah, but... I'm in New York. I'm walking to Alexander Hamilton's grave with my mom. What street are we on? 6th Avenue? Yeah, and we're just going to keep going to the water. We should... This should turn into Trinity. And then we'll slip into the church courtyard to see where Alexander Hamilton's buried. Cool. living in this residential neighborhood it's just everything was floating and on a really nice day all the kids started jumping off the houseboats you know yeah and making noise and it's sunny oh and, that's glorious and we had a deck on the top of our houseboat yeah man i just got what provisions i had which were hardly any some coffee and tea and biscuits or something and went up there and took my book and said i am not freaking going anywhere All right, so I'm walking the streets of New York City with my mom, right? And as we're walking and talking, this guy passing by sort of gestures at us and says something in what might have been English. What? I have no idea. I'll I'll listen back to that later in slow motion and still have no idea what that guy is saying. You'll do what? I'll listen back to that later in slow motion and still have no idea what that guy is saying. Why are you going to listen back to that? Because I'm recording. What? Yeah, duh. What do you think I'm just holding this here? Oh yeah, okay, I just like I just to. like to exercise my arm by holding my recorder between us. 
you should always tell somebody when they're being recorded. You know, usually I do, but you're my mom, so I was just like, fuck it. Okay, you may <laughs> not use anything I said about the case. I'm not going to. Okay. I'm not really I'm not really doing this for a point right now. I'm kind of just doing it, so okay. I, <laughs> I thought you were just carefully holding your no, recorder I have a that you love. For it. Oh. <laughs> Alright, well. Honestly, it didn't even occur to me that you might be recording. Well, that's good, because sometimes people get weird okay, when they know so they're being recorded. Okay, so where's Trinity? <laughs> Are you laughing at the church bells? I hold the responsibility of secrets and information, <laughs> like personal details. This podcast is my story, no, right? But it's also the story of all the lives that have intersected with mine. And it doesn't always go right. Case in point, Love and Murder, previous episode, I released that my ex-girlfriend threatened to sue me over. But anyway, we're going to hear from Gary next. Another sort of podcast misconnection I had. We got really close and i was really trying to help him with his whole homeless situation mm, if you listen to the jgaf episode you know he was the victim of a brutal police assault which in a roundabout way landed him on the street i met him at these open mics i used to go to gary and he did this political improv comedy act called trump rabies you can look it up on youtube this is the first interview I conducted with him when I still thought we were going to talk about his act. I have hours, days, literally days worth of tape that I recorded with Gary that I was going to use to tell his story, but he kind of turned on me when he realized that he didn't have complete control over the narrative. <clears throat> Back in San Francisco in the Back of Bazaar Cafe with Gary. And, you know, honestly, the things that are impressive are A, I've survived, B, I've found the trance, C, I want to be better, D, I actually have truth to speak that I think has direct tactical importance for the second Cold War and for waking the fuck up from the bullshit. Joy and pain, gratitude and anger, appreciation and fear, forgiveness and judgment. the only true thing I've ever said. It is not simply a defense against all propaganda, not just the Russian psychological warfare, but mass marketing and everyone's propaganda. Your act. Ascendant. Joy, gratitude, appreciation, and forgiveness. Gotcha. system of developing a second additional emotional habit-making pattern for the first time in most people's lives. Oh, this is going to be mine. What do I do with someone's story? What do I do when I know more about a person than anybody else alive? Like, I know more about Gary than anybody else alive. Here is the one thing that I want you to know about Gary. Not everything he says is complete bullshit. I think I don't always I don't always hear what you're saying. What was talking about? Yeah. I don't, and I think people don't always hear what you're saying because they get lost in all the other stuff. And it's like, man, what the fuck is this guy talking about? And then it's like... Overwhelmed. Yeah, and, or confusing. And then, it's, and then people don't hear 
people don't necessarily hear the uh, that clarity. Um, I think once, as you appeared to concede earlier today, you accept that we are in a second Cold War with Russia. It is tremendously irrational to the point of toxic denial, psychotic denial, to think anything I say might not be true. To think that anything I say is certainly not true is just really mentally ill. Turn that shit down. I'm worried that the whole gripping it tightly thing, I'm worried that the gripping it tightly thing, I'm like... Can you hear my heartbeat? Let's listen. I'm gripping my recorder so hard you can hear my pulse. Oh, bro, that's fucking weird. The most defining things in my life were sentences I said while I was dosed with I don't know how much acid without my prior knowledge or consent and being recorded. Without my knowledge or consent, I'm certain now. There were conversations that led to the creation of Cyber Happening Group Anonymous. I proposed it. The edit I proposed it to not only went out and created it, but was the only person ever kicked out of it. Jeremy Hammond. He may or may not still be in federal prison. I hope he's still in federal prison. Gary's telling me that he thinks he gave this guy, Jeremy Hammond, the idea for the Cyber Hacking Group Anonymous as well as the computer virus Stuxnet, which was the first virus that could blow things up in the real world. So, it strikes me that you feel like you have to atone. You say I feel like I have to atone. I don't feel like there's any way I can atone. Okay, fair. I got hurt. You don't feel like there's any way that you have to. You can't atone. But you feel responsible. I will always be best at. I mean, the best I am at anything has always been destroying things. Gary, you're not responsible for these things. I opened my fucking mouth. And by the way, anonymous for sure. Yes. But I'm pretty certain Stuxnet too, because it's like what I fucking described, which he insisted could not work. And Obama made work against the Iranians by 2011. But I mean, I, I there's no way to atone. There's no way to make up. The only thing I can do is try to be a better person today. And hope I can be better than this tomorrow. I mean, probably going to always be best at destroying things or figuring out how to destroy things than I will be at anything else. Because those are arguably the most brilliant things I've ever done. Anyway. <clears throat> Notes afterward. We had all our stuff out on the table, both our computers grinder, papers, tobacco, weed in a little tea tin. He's got his couple jackets laid out, duffel bag that he took out of Buddy's car, and a suitcase. Friggin' spread. He's wearing glasses now, which is different. He can see for the first time since May, which is amazing. And he looks a little more, I don't know, just more healthy but at the same time seemed also a little bit out of it at different points today and last night I mean that's the sterility of a life of a wasteland that I kind of experience you say a tone how do I turn my desert into a garden 
How do I populate a ghost landscape with real people who want to be there and like being there and like me? I can't answer that shit. This is gonna be mind-bending. Thank you for listening. This has been another episode of Out of Trouble with me, Nicholas Harder. If you enjoyed it, you know, rate, subscribe, all that stuff. Find me on the the socials. Have a good night.